Hey guys, it's Elena. Welcome back to 20-something. And if you're new, hi, my name is Elena. And this is the podcast where we make combos about becoming your best self way more fun because we're in our 20s and life is not that serious. And it should be fun, like cultivating your ultimate future version of yourself and like training the parts of yourself that you want to develop should be fun. It's like a game. It's like, how can I get even more intelligent and beautiful and successful and fit and happy than you ever thought was like possible? Anyway, so that's what we talk about on this podcast. It's good to have you back. It's good to be back. Today, I'm going to do another one of these compilations of the 20 best things that I heard in podcasts recently. I love doing these. It's kind of like a form of note taking for myself. Some of them in this one are actually from other non-podcast resources like books or Twitter threads or blog posts, but they're still incredible little snippets regardless. So I figured I'd put them into one episode for you guys. The idea is to make to make use of the like eight to 10 hours of podcasts that I probably listen to on a weekly basis and then take all of the most useful tips and tricks and little snippets that I get from those and put them into a single short episode for you so that it's all in one place. So it saves you in like 20 minutes, you get content, the best content from 20 plus hours of podcasts. These go all over the place. Some of them are career tips. Some are interesting ideas about seduction, health. I'll leave you to explore. Um, but without further ado, here are twenty the 20 best things that I heard in podcasts in the month of May. Number one, anything that you attract is a reflection of what is within you. For example, it's impossible to attract conflict or drama if you are a peaceful person within. Two, gratitude journals work. The reason that they work is that they make you feel abundance. As you're writing down things you're grateful for, you feel the sentiment of abundance. So naturally more abundance comes your way. It has a lot to do with the law of attraction. Three, young people should go out of their way to find mentors. And this was like professionally speaking, go out of your way to find a mentor because how much you benefit from the mentor that is formally assigned to you in your job, for example, is kind of a matter of luck of whether or not you click with the person who you were assigned to, what the circumstances are. It's a matter of luck, but more often the best mentors that you will find are relationships that develop naturally or people who you seek out yourself and kind of try to chase and attach yourself to, to learn from them. Four. Anytime somebody uses the word average, you should be skeptical. Don't trust an average statistic. Learning this helped me a lot in consulting too. Averages are very heavily skewed by outliers at either extreme. So they're not really a trustworthy metric to use. So when somebody starts talking to you about an average, always be skeptical about it and ask to see the underlying data if you can, because it may show a pretty big range or like one to two outliers that heavily skew it. This I also find helpful because we tend to, and I'm a huge culprit of this too, people tend to believe everything that they read or hear on the internet like very quickly. But even if it's, for example, like a medical study and it says, oh, the average, da 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 you should be kind of skeptical of that because it's not always the best metric to use. Number five, clear your inbox every Sunday. On Sunday night, clear your inbox so that you can start the week on Monday being proactive and productive rather than reactive. And this sounds so stupid and simple, but it changed my life. I used to be that person. I used to clear my inbox on Monday mornings, but 
What that means is that I would end up spending like an hour on email every Monday morning to start my week, which is a stupid admin task. Like probably less than 20% of the emails in my inbox are actually of crucial like value add. Most of the ones you're going through are like spam or junk or not really that useful. So if you start your Monday like that, then it you're not really making the most of the beginning of your week because Monday morning is when your motivation is probably the highest to get shit done. So now I clear my inbox on Sundays so that on Monday morning, I can start the day off by like taking life by the balls right away, jumping into the most important stuff and not wasting time on email at that beginning of the week period when my energy is the highest. Number six, somebody said, it's better to master one medium than to be half good at all of them. It's better to master one medium than to be half good at all of them, which is so true. Like pro athletes are not trying to be good at every sport. They're just going deep on the one that they are good at. Monet was not trying to master realism and surrealism and sculpture and watercolor and whatever the hell else. Impressionist painting was his thing. That was the thing that he wanted to master. So he just went deep, like doubled down on that medium. And that's why he ended up being legendary. He spent his entire life mastering the one thing. So the lesson in that was if you try to be good at everything, you will only be mediocre at everything and good at nothing. If you want to be amazing at one thing, just master that one medium instead of trying to be half good at all of them. A practical example of this today is like if you want to be a content creator, for example, it is enough to master one medium, one platform, one type of content and not trying to be, you know, decent across all of them. Number seven. Never use two words when one will do. The most effective speakers are so effective because they don't talk too much, but when they do, they say something of value and they say it concisely, and they never repeat themselves. Number eight, you have to keep up the habit long enough to break through the plateau of delayed results. Most people give up when they see that the results aren't coming as quickly as they'd like, but if you break through that plateau of delayed results, that's when you're really going to change things. Number nine, this was talking about in the context of money. I've never met anyone who hit their number. You will never meet anybody who achieved their number and was happy with it and stopped. Financial goals are fleeting because as soon as you hit it, you up it to the next level and you have something, another number that you want to hit. So you might as well learn to enjoy the process and enjoy like the game of making money because you're never going to hit the end. And it's so true. Like I, you will never speak to someone who said, oh, I hit my number, I reached my goal, and then laid back on their laurels. Number 10, whenever you can, pick up the check. So if you're out to dinner or drinks with friends, or if you're standing in line for coffee with the person behind you, when you can, pick up the check. And tip amply too, like at restaurants. Not only does it feel good, but it normalizes not sweating the small amounts. Basically, it trains your brain for financial abundance. 11. Moving to an expensive city when you're young to quote-unquote make your start is a gamble. You see a lot of people do this. People are like, oh, I'm going to move to New York to make it big in my whatever industry you're in. But if you move to a super expensive city when you're young, it's a pretty big risk because you're upping your cost of living just to maintain like baseline standard of living. Instead, for some people, if you live somewhere cheap when you're young, that will actually give you a better head start. 12. This one was in a podcast by Ali Abdal, who I love, says a lot of really smart shit. He was talking about this idea of productive procrastination. And what that is, is like, 
if you're procrastinating an important task, procrastinate in ways that also still kind of train your mind or do something productive. For example, procrastinate by listening to a podcast or reading a book. Procrastinate in ways that actually energize or recharge your mind. Procrastinate by cleaning your apartment, by going on a walk, by doing something physical. Because it's procrastination from an important task, yes, but it is still time well spent that contribute to your mental, physical well-being. 13. Caffeine can be an incredible tool to boost your metabolism. It can, you know, it can give you a spurt of energy, focus, heighten your awareness, whatever. But you can, the asterisk is you can become really, really easily desensitized to it. Caffeine is something that's like easily if you use it too much, then it starts stops having the same effect. So if you drink coffee every day or multiple times a day, like most people do, then soon enough, it's not going to do anything anymore. And when that happens, actually, instead of caffeine heightening your energy, it does the opposite because you become useless and sluggish without it. And then you start to need caffeine, even just to maintain like a baseline level of energy. You basically become useless without it, which is counterproductive to why you started drinking it in the first place. Andrew Huberman has this amazing deep dive podcast on dopamine, which I've talked about it before. Um, Would definitely recommend listening to it. And caffeine is one of the sources of dopamine that he talks about in that episode. And one thing he explains is that if you want to use it as a tool effectively, you need to give yourself caffeine only intermittently. You have to surprise yourself with it. And it's the same with other sources of dopamine, like sex and dark chocolate and high energy music. The less you do something, the more of a special occasion it is when you finally do it, and the more you'll enjoy it. Or in this case with caffeine, the more it will affect you the way that you want it to. So I've been applying that principle to caffeine and to a couple of other things recently. Number, I can't remember what number we're on, but I think 13. Apply an oil within 30 seconds of getting out of the shower. What that does is it will lock in the moisture. I had no idea that this was a thing before I heard it, but apparently toweling, like drying yourself off with a towel is really drying. It dries out your skin and your hair and everything really easily. So actually get out of the shower wet and then apply an oil or a moisturizer within 30 seconds while you're still kind of, while your skin is still kind of wet and it's going to lock the moisture in instead of toweling yourself immediately when you get out of the shower. I've been trying this recently. It's actually true. My skin has been a lot glowier and softer since I've been doing this method. Number 14, if my numbering is right. Mimi Bouchard said something on her podcast recently that really, really stuck with me. And it's it's been like occupying my mind since the second I heard it. She said, I'm not jealous of any other woman. The only person who I want to be is my future self because she's never been done before. 15. When you give things the space to breathe, they work out better. When you give things the space to let them breathe, they work out better. That principle can be applied to anything. It can be applied to your career, to money, to a side project, to relationships, to your body. If you give it the space to breathe, it will turn out better. 16. Success in love is not about looks. It's about attitude. As Sophia Loren says, Sex appeal is 50% what you have and 50% what people think that you have. 17. When a woman appeals softer and more feminine, you appeal to his instinct to protect. 18. Don't dance in Swahili. 
Um, this was something said on Not Investment Advice, which you guys know is my favorite podcast of all time. I love those guys. But they said, don't dance in Swahili. And that was, it was kind of an idiom for saying that you have to match match the language to the platform or match the language to the person you're trying to get your message across to or match the content to the distribution channel, et cetera. Like, list goes on. But I thought it was a really interesting way of expressing it. So I liked the idiom. Do not dance in Swahili. If you don't match the language to the platform, your message will not get across. 19. The next one was from the same episode. They said, falling in love with the process beats chasing an outcome any day. Not only will the outcome actually come faster coincidentally, but you will enjoy your life more. Finally, number 20. This one was said kind of harshly. This was by Greg O'Gallagher on Danny Miranda. And I love, by the way, I have so much respect for what Danny Miranda is doing. He's one of the single best interviewers I've ever witnessed. Like the way that he asks questions is so fascinating to watch. Like I listen to his interviews, not even because I'm curious about the guest, but just to watch the way that he asks questions. I learn a lot from. So the guest he had here was Greg O'Gallagher and it was said, he speaks very harshly, but I kind of like people who communicate like that in a direct way, especially guys. Like sometimes you need to hear a kick in the ass. So I kind of like it when people are not afraid to say what they think. Anyway, he was talking about people who call themselves depressed without really being depressed. And he said something along the lines of, most people who feel depressed, like, of course you are. Of course you feel depressed. Because look at the shit you're eating. Look at the self-talk you tell yourself. You haven't set any goals for yourself. Look at how much time you spend scrolling aimlessly on social media. Of course you're depressed. Like, why were you surprised by that? I think that his point was that until you have done everything in your power to level up your life, and put yourself in a better state, you are in no position to complain. Go do that first. And then if you still feel bad after you can complain, but the majority of the time, I guarantee that the simple act of working on yourself, of trying to be better, is going to make you feel better. If you find any kind of value in this episode, send it to your best friend, send it to your mom, share it with anybody. One step further that would help me a ton is if you leave a rating and review on the pod. That makes a huge difference. The main way that podcasts grow on platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts is through ratings and reviews. That's what like gets the algorithm to push it to more people. So if you can take literally 30 seconds to write a review, I don't care what you say, like just tell me what your favorite episode is. Any kind of feedback you want to leave, stuff you want to hear from me or guests that you want to have on the podcast, let me know. I promise I read all of them and I would be super grateful. Thank you.